Please turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 24, verses 8 and 9. The Almighty tells us, Take heed in the plague of leprosy, that thou observe diligently and do according to all that the priests, the Levites, shall teach you. As I commanded them, so ye shall observe to do. Remember what Yahweh thy God did unto Miriam by the way, as you are come forth out of Egypt. We're continuing in our study of Sarat, the affliction often referred to as leprosy. The Almighty tells us to be careful concerning this plague, and he includes, with his warning, a command to remember what he did to Miriam. Today we're going to study the cause of leprosy. Again, this condition, Sarat, is not at all related to what modern Western civilization refers to as leprosy. We'll use the term leprosy, however, for convenience sake. Before we leave this passage in Deuteronomy, notice that the verse is referred to the plague of leprosy. In the scriptures, plagues are considered a divine judgment, not a randomly occurring act. This passage referred to Miriam, and we'll consider the passage in the book of Numbers, chapter 12, that describes the event concerning Miriam. Although Aaron is also mentioned as being guilty in this chapter, the passage does not mention that he was punished for the incident. People have proposed different theories, including that Miriam instigated the rebellious action, but that's only a theory. Our focus today, however, is on the cause of the plague of leprosy. Let's read Numbers, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. And they said, Hath Yahweh indeed spoken only by Moses? Hath he not spoken also by us? And Yahweh heard it. What did Miriam do? The Torah says that she spoke against Moses. God confronted Miriam and said in verses 7 through 10, Now hear my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, Yahweh, will make myself known unto him in a vision, will speak unto him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in dark speeches, and the similitude of Yahweh shall he behold. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of Yahweh was kindled against them, and he departed. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. What was Miriam's sin? Again, the Torah emphasizes that she spoke against Moses. What was her punishment? The plague of leprosy. Judaism considers leprosy to be a spiritual affliction sent by the Almighty as a judgment for sin. The most common cause of sin, the most common sin that's causing leprosy, is slander. What is slander? Let's start with another question. What is gossip? Gossip is talking about people when you don't need to talk about them, and when that talk might prove embarrassing for the subject. Slander is speaking about another person's faults. The Talmud teaches that when someone speaks slander, three people die, the speaker, the targeted person, and even the listener. The rabbis point out that the Hebrew word translated leprosy is tzara'at, and a leper is called mitzora. The word mitzora sounds related to motzira, meaning one who spreads slander. So we see that Miriam spoke against Moses. We see that the Hebrew word for leper is related to the word for slander. But is there any other basis for believing that inappropriate speech is a cause of leprosy? 
Turn to the book of Leviticus, chapter 13. Leviticus 13 and 14 contain the laws addressing leprosy. These laws contain hints that the leper had sinned with speech. Why do I say that? Notice Leviticus chapter 13, verse 44. He is a leprous man, he is unclean, and the priest shall pronounce him utterly unclean. His plague is in his head. When the Kohen determines that a person has leprosy, how is the judgment delivered? The priest pronounces him unclean. Just as a leper used his tongue to speak about faults of others, so the priest uses his lips to declare the leper's faults. What happens next? Verse 45 tells us, And the leper in whom the plague is, his clothes shall be rent, and his head bare, and he shall put a covering upon his upper lip, and shall cry, Unclean, unclean. Why does the man cover his mouth? Perhaps to remind him that he should have covered it when he had spoken slander. Perhaps so he could experience what it feels like when he spoke slander against someone who was not present at the time when he was speaking. The victim could not answer to defend himself, and now the leper cannot speak to defend himself. And what else is his judgment? Just as he spoke about someone else and spoke about their negative faults, he has to say, I am unclean. He has to slander himself. Verse 46 continues, All the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone without the camp, and shall his habitation be. The scripture warns us about speaking about other people. Slander and gossip both have a similar outcome, a similar result. Sometimes it is an intentional result, and other times it's completely unexpected. Speaking about others can separate people. It can separate husband and wife. It can separate friends. Just as slander separates people, the leper is now forced to live alone. Continuing on. There are only a few examples of actual actual lepers in the Tanakh. We find four lepers discussed in the book of 2 Kings chapter 7. The prophet Elisha had proclaimed that a prolonged famine would soon end and that the food would uh, soon be available and inexpensive. Four lepers found food in, in an abandoned Syrian camp. The lepers play an important role in the story, but the text does not reveal why the lepers had this affliction. Another story with lepers is found in 2 Kings chapter 5. Verse 1 reads, Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable, because by him Yahweh had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. Naaman traveled to Israel to be healed by Elisha the prophet, who told him to immerse himself in the Jordan River. What was the response of the Syrian captain? Verses 11 and 12 record, But Naaman was wroth and went away, and he said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of Yahweh his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not Abana and Farfar rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. Why did Naaman have leprosy? We're not specifically given a reason, but in verses 11 and 12, we see that Naaman slandered the land of Israel. Israel is a land that has the eyes of the Almighty upon it always. Did we, um, we didn't go into the land of Israel because of the slander of the ten spies. Did Naaman have an ongoing problem with slander? Maybe, we're not sure, but let's keep reading. Naaman does immerse himself, and he's healed instantly. 
He offers a reward to Elisha, who repeatedly refuses it. We're going to pick up in verses 20 through 22. But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, Behold, my master hath spared Naaman the Syrian in not receiving at his hands that which he brought. But as Yahweh lives, I will run after him and take somewhat of him. So Gehazi followed after Naaman. And when Naaman saw him running after him, he lighted down from the chariot to meet him and said, Is all well? And he said, All is well. My master hath sent me, saying, Behold, even now, there, there be come to me from Mount Ephraim two young men of the sons of the prophets. Give them, I pray thee, a talent of silver and two changes of garments. What just happened? The prophet's servant, um, this prophet's servant Gehazi, lied about Elisha. Elisha said, no, I, I don't want any of your rewards. And Gehazi wanted some of the rewards. He ran after the captain and said, yeah, yeah, the, the prophet's asking for it. The prophet's servant lied about Elisha. What was the result? The servant returned to his master's house, verses 25 through 27. But he went in and stood before his master, and Elisha said unto him, Whence comest thou, Gehazi? And he said, Thy servant went nowhere. And he said unto him, Went not my heart with thee, when the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee? Is it a time to receive money and to receive garments and olive yards and vineyards and sheep and oxen and men servants and maidservants? The leprosy, therefore, of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence, a leper, as white as snow. Gehazi was punished with leprosy because he spoke evil of another person. Moses' arm became leprous as a sign to everyone that the Almighty would redeem his people. We're going to look at another example of a leper in the scriptures. King Uzziah, also called King Azariah, he was struck with leprosy. What was his sin? He offered incense in the temple. The, tree, the, the priest had warned him to stop, but he refused to listen, and God struck him with leprosy. Those are all of the reported recorded and reported cases of lepers in the Tanakh. That's all of them. And although there are a few examples, we do see wrong speech, talking about others being the most common cause of leprosy. The scriptures refer to negative speech repeatedly. In Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 through 19, we read, These six things doth Yahweh hate, yea, seven are an abomination to him, a proud look, a lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaks lies, and he that sows discord among brethren. God hates a lying tongue. God hates a false witness. God hates he who sows discord. God hates when we use our tongue inappropriately. The writings of the New Covenant repeat these warnings. Paul wrote, in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 29 through 31, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Paul says, Let no corrupt communications proceed from your mouth, and put away all evil speaking. He wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 20, For I fear, lest when I come, I shall not find you such as I would, and that I would be found of you such as you would not. 
lest there be debates and envyings and wraths and stripes and backbitings and whisperings and swellings and tumults. We are to watch our tongue. Paul was not the only apostle who reminded us about the importance of, of paying attention to our words and being careful. We read in Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby, lay aside all evil speakings. Is slander in evil speech the root cause of leprosy? It seems to be one of the roots. But even if it's not, just as the scripture warns us to be diligent in following the laws concerning leprosy, the scriptures warn us to be diligent in following the laws addressing our speech.